Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Flapping and Flapping. I forgot my name. <laughs> Flapjack. <laughs> and I'm the snack that smiles back. Quan. That's what I said last week. Is it? Yes, you can. Okay, whatever. I'm a copycat. What can I say? And who are you? And it's not a panic attack. It's just the drugs. Lily St. Queer. <laughs> Yay, Lily. Thank you so much for joining us. How are yes. you? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Um, okay, so just before we get started, what are your pronouns? How should we refer to you today? Uh, so I use all of the pronouns. Um, uh, all of them are acceptable to me. He, she, they, all of the above, all are welcome. There's no wrong answer there for me. Oh, fabulous. Okay, I love to hear it. I am kind of the same. Um, well, we are definitely going to talk more with you about your drag and everything that you have going on in your life in our episode that will come out later on this week. Um, but first, I just wanted to kind of jump off the bat. We have had one hell of a season of Camp Wanakiki. How are you enjoying it so far? What's the ride been like for you? Um, it's been pretty fabulous. I've been really, really happy with um, just the quality of the presentation of this season. It's uh, It was such an amazing cast. And, uh, you know, we spent a year just not knowing how it was going to look and feel and sound and getting to experience it. And it's like, it's been very, for me, I feel like it's been very true to the experience. Uh, I think it honors it pretty well. So that's been, I've been, yeah, really happy with it. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I've, I've, I've said, I've shared some tea that I felt was a little different from what we saw on the screen. But I think for the most part, they have edited it in the nicest way possible for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) As nice as we deserve. (laughs) Right. I will say as an outside viewer, this season has been like, I have just fallen in love with the entire cast so much. Like for just the entirety of the season, every week has just been hard watching somebody go home. Oh, yeah. It's just been so good. Yeah. Yeah. It was painful in the moment, too. Oh, yeah. I believe. Um, I mean, I've not believed, but I relate. <laughs> Sorry, long day. Um, well, how? What's the experience been like for you watching it with folks? You've been doing some viewing parties, right? Yeah, I've been doing uh, viewing parties at my home bar, Frankie Bradley's. Um, it's been really cute. Um, it's it's always a fun mix of people that are there to see it and people that are just kind of there to be. You know, it's a bar <laughs> restaurant, so like it's it's um, a wild card and. Um, I especially like watching the people who did not come to see the show, but who are now experiencing it. And there's like the progression from just like slight bewilderment to like deep bewilderment. And then eventually most people by the end are enjoying it. Um, But there's a lot of confusion along the way. There's a lot of questions. It's like, what is this and why is this? Um, Yeah. So, so that's, that's been my favorite part is like the, the the unsuspecting victims of, of Mm -hmm. my promotion. (laughs) Well, because what happens is, like, they just kind of wander in, right? They're lost in the bar. This has happened at Quest so many times. But then they come back week after week. And uh, one friend of ours in particular has become very opinionated about the entire season. Um, And so I love talking with her after the shows (laughs) because it's like, oh, what does she think? What does she think? Because there's a lot of times... I mean, I've been, for the last year, I'm sure you have too, been going through scenarios of what if this had happened? What if this had happened? Um, And it's funny because she is presenting options to me that I was like, oh, never would have even thought. So Mm. I'm loving it. Um, I did want to share with our listeners that at the time this is being released on Thursday, we will be having the finale viewing party at the Quest Club featuring the one and only Opal Essence. Yes. Yes! She's so iconic in her own right. And I am just very excited to have her with us. Um, And for my regular folks who have been coming, I just want to remind you that this episode will actually start at 10.30 p.m. rather than at 9 o'clock like we've been starting. And there will be a $10 cover. Um, But the lineup for that show is going to include myself, Opal, Fawn, our our guest from last week, Twat Weiland, and one of my favorites in town, Cam Cam. 
Um, and then finally, the last thing I have to say is I want to send a huge shout out and thank you to all the sponsors that we've had, um, particularly Birmingham Festival Theater, who sponsored giveaways for every single viewing party that we had. Um, that has been amazing, and I've really loved getting to work with them on this. Um, and then also to Jay Nail Spa for sponsoring uh, part of Opal's travel to get here so that we can have her join us for this finale. I think it's going to be a really, really, really fun celebration of an excellent season. Um, yeah, Lily, do, are, do you have a viewing party going on for the finale as well? Yeah, I'm doing my, my regular viewing party at Frankie Bradley's Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, it's free to attend and, um, you know, delicious food and drinks. Oh, I live. Mm-hmm. I don't always sign me up. If there's food involved, I am there. <laughs> oh, yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think something you'll have in common is that if there's food or if there's ass, you will both be there to eat it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that seems fair. Mm-hmm. Seems right. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I wanted to talk with you about the drinking game that we had for our last viewing party at the Quest because it was it honestly made the experience so much better. And I think like any viewing party that I ever have in the future, we're going to incorporate a drinking game. But the rules that we had here, let's go back and forth on reading them. The first one was drink whenever you hear amp up your camp. Drink anytime you hear Hillary mention Canada. Drink anytime Deja says skinny legend. Drink anytime Clinica mentions their cat. And of course, drink anytime Lily is a slut. Um, and as we recap this episode, y'all are going to hear there were many, many a time where we got to drink. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, do you still have your leg cup from the show? Oh, it's sitting. It's. <gasps> oh, snap! <laughs> I was ready for that question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I bring mine to the viewing parties and we do like... Oh, a cute. Q&A. That's smart. Oh, yeah. I love it. But this usually I have some all the way until after the Q&A, after I do my number. But no, it was like 20 minutes in. That whole leg, lamp, that whole leg cup was gone. <laughs> um, I was like... Mostly rule number five. Yeah, I was <laughs> two drinks in just yeah. for the episode itself. You but know, I you can... have to have a brand. And um, the more that that brand comes from a place of truth, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the better. Well, there's a lot to discuss in this episode, so why don't we jump in? Let's um, jump. I, woo! My first, uh, my favorite part of every season is actually how this episode started, and that's with the letters to home. Um, so what was that experience like for you getting to participate in that? Uh, it was super cute. You know, like, it felt like we started off with... Uh, the most difficult daily challenges and the most chaotic ones. Mm. And then they kind of like, in a way, like started to like wind down and uh, the letters home felt like a nice little introspective moment where you just got to do some creative writing and shooting. It was really easy. You know, they would kind of let us pick where we wanted to shoot. And I was like, okay, I'm going to lay on the ground. And instantly Clinica was like 50 feet up in a tree. Um, (laughs) They're always like working so much harder than they need to be. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah i was like fully like no i'm just gonna lay in front of these plants here um but yeah it was so it's just like really chill got to like you know write some little jokes be um my slutty little self and yeah it was great it was fun <laughs> was there any other um like were there any parts of this particular opening that stuck out to y'all um aside from lily's um deja's talking about tubing for the first time like still not understanding that white people sit had me on the floor i loved when hillary talked about her partner adam you know mm-hmm. we got to meet him at i mean she was um she was talking about him a lot and uh in her one phone call home at night she would uh call him frequently but um yeah i, I was really glad that she got to mention him and give him that little shout out um uh, also when clinica called me sentient pancake i was <laughs> and I need to make it my new Twitter name, honestly. Um, <laughs> but I thought yours was the funniest. That was yours was my favorite. I, yeah. Maybe it was just yeah. because of the like constant yelling to drink. Um, but oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's a doozy for that challenge. Yeah, yeah. So then we move on to the opening skit, and it's got Cherry and Betty talking about inflation and the rising costs. I was very surprised that Cherry so willingly admitted to her age, talking about how cheap things were back in the day. Um, 
But when the thing that was that rang the truest to me was when they mentioned that, and we keep our campers high because we were <laughs> so constantly high on poppers. It was like there's no fresh air at Camp Wanakiki. It's just. <laughs> well, that became true as soon as uh, Bulimian showed up on set. There was a clear uh-huh. turning point in the filming, um, and it was it was when Bulimian showed up with just a full bag of poppers, um, mm-hmm. and we were just it was a whole circle of like five bottles going around. Um, <laughs> so I so. was friends with Bulimian. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Bulimian's the plug. That um, is a friendship that comes with benefits. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I mean, in fact, like, it, I, I think that there was a turning point, not just because of the drugs, but also because of, there, there was a certain mentorship that came along when Bulimian and uh, America showed up. I think they they came at episode five, right? When we were filming the comedy challenge, if I'm remembering correctly, because I think they mm-hmm. met us. After. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They met us at Hamburger Mary's. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. After that, I getting to meet them and talk with them, I just felt so much more relieved. I, I for me, that was a huge turning point in filming. Did you feel the same? Or Oh, absolutely. Like, first of all, we just needed hands on deck. So like having extra bodies was yeah. a relief unto itself. But then that it was people who um, fully, who jumped in and immediately understood like where we were at emotionally and what we were going through. And um, there was just like an immediate understanding connection there of like, what do you need? I got you. Uh, it's poppers. Here you go. Like, that was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bulimia would also I don't know if I can say this is is weed legal in uh, Wisconsin you know I was just wondering that too myself like how much are these sharing <laughs> how much sharing are we sharing uh, but it sounds like we're already sharing it so <laughs> in Wisconsin in that case we, we just looked at it. We just looked at the weed. We, we <laughs> imagined it. We were not. We certainly were not in possession um, at any camp Wanakiki grounds. <laughs> during I the- certainly have never smoked a marijuana cigarette in my life. I don't even know, Mary. Um, <laughs> okay, so back to our opening skit. Um, so Deja Sky was in this one, and she was playing Missy Coli, which, first of all, amazing drag name. That took me a to plus. watch where they get that. Like, yeah. I didn't get it at the viewing party, but when we watched it through, like me and my partner watched it tonight while we were stoning, I was like, oh my god, Missy Coli. How did yeah. I miss this before? Yeah, yeah solid. <laughs> solid work. I was... Oh God, I've, I've appreciated all of the cameos this season, but I really like Deja Sky. I, mean, I, I like everyone who's been in it, but Deja, I really, really liked in her season of Drag Race. So um, I was really excited to see her and I thought it, the whole concept was funny and it was really connected so clearly to y'all's daily challenge. The, you know, the milk at the camp had uh, expired and then we later got to see the sugar bakers crying over spilt milk. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that personally. Um Oh, and there were so many opening skits. Then, oh, yeah. Bulimian and America show up during your breakfast. This was a skit-heavy episode, yes. Um, they really needed to um, fill the episode with something, apparently. Uh, I guess. <laughs> it was, it was a, a, little, a little too much narrative for, for my viewing party. A lot of people were like, wait, what is... What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> there are pancakes now? And there's milk? And yeah. yeah. Have most of your viewers seen previous seasons... No, I think that I had a lot of a lot of people that were new to the show for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I think it's been yeah. the same for us. Yeah, and um, but anyway, I, I tried to clue them in on Mike, like, oh, this is a skit from season three. People yes. are like, who was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are these new campers? Um, but yes, I was I was really excited to have them there, and uh, I I always enjoy some pancakes, and mm-hmm. I got to help them film that skit that's now on their TikToks. That was cute. Um, one where they, where, where Bulimia and chased America with the my giant stack of flapjacks, mm-hmm. and Vincent helped with that too. Okay, well, I think we have gotten to um, quite a lot of content of this first episode. So why don't we take a break and jump back into it? And we are back with Lily St. Queer from season four of Camp Wanakiki. Meow. 
And we're about to dive on into this daily challenge. Triggered. Yeah. I mean, oh. y'all got milks on. You got shattered on. This is a traumatic day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't sure if you were playing it up for the cameras, but you seemed like not, not ready <laughs> for all this. No, I was not. I am not. I am very much a city girl. Um... I don't really do farms and countrysides. Um, I certainly have never milked a cow before. Um, haven't even really been in like close quarters with a cow. They're gross. Um, so I, and like, it's funny, as soon as it, you know, they had the overview, the the overshot of the, of the farm and they showed the little like path up to it and everything. Like I had like these like warm, fuzzy flashbacks of like, and I remembered like, oh no, wait, this was a really fun day and I did enjoy it. But mm-hmm. I, in the moment, fully had to like half leave my body so that I could like remember that I was like still on camera and not just be completely disgusted by what was in front of me. And I, I'm normally really good about not using filler words. I don't do a lot of like us and ums. And a few of those shots, I am fully like, um, 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 I'm touching a cow. Um, (laughs) it's like not okay. (laughs) I've noticed that about you as well. I feel like you you are always very good at saying what you need to say and being eloquent and well-spoken about it. So all the uhs and ums were definitely a clue, like, mm, something's going on with Miss Lily. Um, she was clear. struggling. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were some standout moments for y'all with the the feeding portion of this? Mm, those baby cows were so stinking cute. Um, and they really did have the most beautiful lashes. I, I like... <laughs> was so stunned by their beauty. Um, but I think one of my, my favorite moments, you know, the, there was the, it was literally a family owned farm and it's this beautiful family of like, just beautiful American farmers, like very much a, um, All American. an image of, yes, classic American beauty. Um, and they were so sweet and so kind. And they were explaining to us, you know, how to feed the cows, which was basically they're hungry, they'll eat it. Um, and they were like, <laughs> Just like, you know, put it in their face. They're going to like, they want to eat everything. So whatever you put in their face, they're going to eat. But don't worry, they don't have teeth. And we look down and <laughs> me and Deja are standing there. This little baby cow looks up at us and smiles with these four <laughs> giant fucking teeth. And they were like <laughs> giant, four like giant like molars. Like it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> and Deja is fully like, um, this bitch has teeth. And they were like, oh yeah, they have bottom teeth, but they don't they don't really know how to bite. And I was like, okay, sure. All right. That well, was that definitely was my favorite rec room moment. Like when oh, yeah, we we the camera and is like, well, how fast can they learn? <laughs> <laughs> I okay. Yeah, that was a story. I, I'm so glad you said that. Like I didn't know that y'all got to meet the family and everything. That's really cool. Yeah, they were super, super sweet. So uh, at least one of them worked at Hamburger Mary's, which was the connection of how, oh. how this all got set up. Um, so they were they were super, they loved that we were in drag on their farm. They thought it was hysterical. Um, Wait, so if this were, person works at Hamburger Mary's, were they supplying the burgers? No, they are strictly a dairy farm. I oh, don't okay. believe they, I, I think they just do dairy. I don't. I don't know. I'm I'm talking out of my ass now, but I I'm sure that there's not like a direct pipeline of uh you know beef to Hamburger Mary. I don't think that's what's happening here. <laughs> no, I'm nervous though. Am I gonna go to Hamburger Mary's and eat Deja Cow? Like I'm a little scared. No, the Deja Cow might supply the milkshake. Oh, Deja Cow might supply the milkshake. Deja Cow is gonna live forever. She'll never die. <laughs> Amen. Long live yeah. Deja Cow. Long live Deja Cow. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things from this portion as well, though, was Hillary um, calling the calves like a giant cat thing. Oh, yeah. Really funny. Um, and I was curious, how was this explained to y'all? Like, was this a race? Because uh, they were like, oh, Lily finished first. And I was like, were we supposed to care? So, yeah, it was <laughs> for the feeding portion. It was like a race. It was whoever got their calf to eat, to drink the the whole bottle, which was like, it was like almost a gallon of milk. It was insane. Um, So yeah, I got mine, me and Jolene finished our milk first. And then (laughs) when for milking the cows, it was whoever got the most milk and we were milking them for 10 minutes, (laughs) which felt like an hour. Yeah. And I had the most milk. I I had the most milk and I fed it the fastest and it, 
did not save me. <laughs> uh, honestly, I relate because I feel like in the, I mean, I know this isn't the episode I like took a hike on, but in the glamping, the glampazon episode, you know, when they were like, oh, Flapjack did really, really, a really good job building the fire and uh, tying the knot, but then they, they didn't get me on the top. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm furious. No <laughs> one's bitter about anything. <laughs> um. Yes. I also loved. Like. I don't know when they were milking the cows. Like, what was standing up? What stood out to y'all? Oh my god, the cow shitting on Hillary. Fully from start <laughs> to finish. That cow. As soon as we started, maybe even before we started, started pooping and did not stop. <laughs> it did not stop pooping. Oh, I had to go. Um, I don't know what I would have done if that was my cow. I literally, I don't know if I could have handled it. I don't know. Is that what you were like scared of when you were like, ah, you know, like. Oh yeah. A combination of uh, scared that they were going to, you know, poop all over me. Um, And so, and they're, they're like pressed up where they're at. They can't really move forward or backwards. So if they Mm -hmm. start pooping, it's just like poop dripping down the wall, um, which was part of the issue. And then also they're used to being, not they're not milked by hand there's a machine that does it um so they're not used to human hands coming in with cold fingers and yeah. grabbing at their udders it's a completely different feeling and so uh we were freaking them out and then they would Aww. kick and they couldn't move they, there wasn't enough space for them to kick us but they could kick the bucket and or the poop that was everywhere um and so then that would freak us out and they were like oh just like you know try to stay calm don't scream because that'll freak them out even more. And it's like, be screaming. we're not equipped for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's funny is like, I feel like with my character, I, especially at that time, I was trying very hard to look like the expert on everything, even if it was something I wasn't knowledgeable, knowledgeable about. And I think if I went to that farm and did that, I was like, I don't know how I would play the expert in this. Cause I would literally not know what to do at all. Um, <laughs> You don't have any farmhand experience? That kind of surprises me as the Southern gal. I know, you would think, but I do have tubing experience. So ah. they, they sent the wrong one home before then, I'll tell you that. She's much. a bougie Southern gal is what I'm learning. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say bougie. I did that tubing. It was a land tubing, actually. So, you know, we just did it with a four-wheeler and a flat tire. Oh, no, that is not bougie. No, that's different. <laughs> That's different. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Oh, I also wanted to mention, I thought it was so funny. The portion where you were like talking about, oh, I haven't milked anything except for that one time when I had, uh, when I milked that fat guy. Yeah. Like scream. You said you wouldn't tell. (laughs) He went up for that. That was like, I think best moment of the episode. Honestly, it was great. Yeah. That was uh, fully improvised. I didn't know Deja was going to say that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. I love you. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fully. Yeah, because like they, we had just like just finished milking them and they were just like, I don't know, say something. Um, yeah. And I pulled that out of my ass. And then Deja just like was, you know, we're all standing right there as we're filming each other's things. And she just snapped right back. And yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny to me how y'all just, y'all seem so much more comfortable in front of the camera at this point, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was definitely a shift as the show goes on. Um, combination of like everyone getting used to being on camera, used to like, okay, I got to come with, come up with things to say. Um, and then also getting closer with each other where we learned more about each other's personalities and like how to bounce off of each other the best. Um, and there was definitely a point at which me and Deja like really, really clicked with each other. Um, yeah. And we would just fire back and forth at each other. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. I feel like at this point, you know, y- when y'all were away, we were back at the camp um, right. doing thing and filming with America and Bulimia. And, um, so I- I'm I'm really glad I'm getting to hear this portion of the experience that I honestly knew nothing about. This is really cool. Um, all right. Well, do- is there anything else that we would be remiss if we didn't talk about from the Daily Challenge? I think mm. I could Unless Lily has something. No, there were a lot of cats. You didn't, they didn't show any of the cats, but there were a ton of cats there and they were fully like, do you want a cat? We have like 20. And there was one that was like, oh shit, she's pregnant again. Do you want, 
a cat that's what? full of other cats. Yeah. <laughs> they were literally like, do you want this pregnant cat? And I was like, I no, I really don't. <laughs> totally. Oh my God. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's fun. I say that, but we also don't let my cat in here when we record the podcast because he mm. will only come in here and bite the microphone. <laughs> uh, he's just an attention whore. Um, well, that brings us to... It's the talent show. And this week's theme is Barnyard Social. What did you think about this theme, Lily? Um, this one was a struggle for me. It was, we got this theme... Uh, later than the rest of the challenges. we So we had the least amount of time for it. I had already sort of invested a lot of my budget into other things. And so this one was mm-hmm. definitely like, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, but I ended up really liking my look for it. Um, but it, it was definitely like the one that came together last. Yeah. Um, and as I said on the show, like um, I first reading it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I don't, <laughs> there's no amount of like, southern anything that naturally comes from lily Mm. um and so yeah i had to kind of twist it into my into something i knew which was uh pennsylvania dutch yeah yeah so i turned it around and then uh, this one was also one where um a lot of the details i came up with kind of at the last minute too like while i was at camp um you know there's there's only but so much you can do like we're in the middle of nowhere in wisconsin Mm -hmm. you brought what you brought um, but there were and like filming a back to back the way we do, like mm-hmm. it's, there's no time. Know, yeah. You can't make something like there, there's no. really no time. Um, but this one, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I didn't know that we were going to have ranger danger. So the original look was just a little window to my butt. Yeah. I, know, I, was, I, I was nervous about the look. Um, so I was trying to think of things to add to it and I was like, Oh, I should write something on my butt. And I came up with like a few different ideas and I was like, but like, they were all like too wordy. And I was like, oh, duh, just Ranger Danger. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. The cigarette and the and the alcohol came to me kind of last minute. Um, so, yeah, I was like trying to trying to amp it up as best as I could because I knew it was um, it just didn't have as much time to cook as the other looks that I had. Well, hey, that's the name of the game. And honestly, I, I totally agree about my look for this particular challenge because I, I remember my husband and I, we were standing in Joanne fabrics, right? Like my arm was full of everything that we needed. Thought we were about to leave. Then I got that email that was like, by the way, we need one more look. And I was like, all right, let's go back to the fabric section. And we actually, you know, it was one that just kind of ended up being Amazon and a glue gun, but it's my favorite look to perform in. I It's a lot of fun it, watching as like, cause I've seen you do it a couple times and it's- yeah. Great every time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I don't know. It it's really surprises me because I was like, oh, I don't like this one. I expected the photo shoot to be bad, but I was like, this is really cute. So I don't know. Um, I also wanted to mention before we get into the fawning and the flopping, the um, <laughs> the oh, we almost had. Okay, you know how Drag Race had Kimono Gate. Uh huh. Well, we almost had Pig Gate. We almost had Pig Gate. Three hikers came as pigs. <coughs> And that was Opal, Pola, and Vincent. But they all did it in a very different way. Um, and so just go check out their socials. I don't think, I don't know if Vincent and Opal have posted theirs, but Pola's Pola. is so funny. Yes. It's <laughs> disturbing. It's hilarious and deeply disturbing. <laughs> like, I don't know. I feel like you can kind of tell with everyone's for Barnyard Social that it was all just really thrown together quickly. But somehow that makes it even better. Um yeah, if everyone's kind of coming from that same place, it, it makes the chaos a little fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's get into it. So, Lily, have you listened to our podcast before? Pop quiz. Uh-oh. I didn't think you were going to ask me this. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm so bad. Life is wow. chaos. I know. <laughs> so I've been, I've had to like break this all up because like I've just been kind of all over the map and um, yeah, I just had... kind of juggling a lot of things right now and i also i also like am trying to spread out this experience for myself because Mm. it's it's going by so fast and um i i don't want it to end that quickly and so like 
I've saved, um, like I'm going to go back through and, and find more and record more clips of myself so that I can keep posting on social media. Um, I might do events where we like rewatch it. And then I'm also saving things like your podcast, like Hillary's um, reviews and stuff, um, just so I can kind of stretch out the experience a little bit, you know? Yeah. And that is totally okay. I didn't mean to make you feel bad. <laughs> no, I don't feel bad, but. <laughs> I mostly was asking because we have a very sophisticated system here at Flapping Ooh. and Falling for deciding whether or not we like or dislike what is being presented to us on the talent show stage. Okay. And... <gasps> Rude. Alexa, stop. I don't know. She so she's our lead res- our lead researcher for the podcast, but she just butts Cute. in whatever she wants. Um what anyway, so, right. If and, and we we base this uh, our fawns and our flops based on the ability of the entertainer to meet the criteria of the challenge. And so we didn't explore it. We've still gotta explain the fawn. Yes. If we like <clears throat> it, it's a fawn. And if we hate it. It's a flop. <laughs> it's a flop. That that makes sense. I yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and if it's, if it's super like, it's a fetch. Yeah. Um Ooh. and yeah. And just as a reminder, you know, for myself, I believe for Lily as well, we know all of these whores. In fact, we're talking to one of them. So if, you know. I count as at least three whores. At least three. <laughs> one for each hole. <laughs> there you go. That was quick. Good job, guys. That's good. <laughs> nice so, yes, um, everything we say is with love. And if you don't like it, then come on to the podcast. Let's make an episode about it and it'll be history. And if you don't like what I say, I'll extend to you the same thing I've extended to Clinica <laughs> and Hillary. I will do an all out drag out Lou Bressel and we can <laughs> hash it out that way. Fawn is the reigning champion of Lou Bressling here in Birmingham. So you better watch All right. Out. Sign me up. First to the talent show stage, we have. Hillary, yes, and she is a turducken. How would y'all describe this look? Layered. <laughs> Amen. Um, I I did not understand it upon looking at it, um, and then once it was explained, I was like, "Oh, I see this." I still like. I still didn't totally understand the connection to this like French Canadian fashion socialite mogul. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know that I need to understand the connection. There needs to be like a reason. Uh, it definitely seemed very just like Hillary to kind of be like, and there's an accent yeah. and it's insane. Um, and yeah, so I, it was one of those things where I was like, huh. and then by the time I processed that she was wearing a shoe for the, for the beak, I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board for this. Yeah, this is one that that grew on me, but then again, so does fungus. Um I I really I don't know. I like it overall. I think that um if I could change something, I may I may have changed the way that if it were me, I may have changed the way it was presented. So rather being like a duck that's a fashion mogul wearing these other furs or uh, poultry. Um I may have done like a burlesque routine, right? Like uh, you, know, you start as a turkey, reveal to a chicken, you know, reveal to a duck. I think that would have been a really fun. I like that well. idea a lot too. And I think it, I think it tells the story visually a little clearer. Uh, Cause yeah. they seemed, the judges seemed to kind of like the fact that like, they didn't understand it until she explained it. And I would normally think of that. Yeah. I would normally think of that as a bit of a downside. Like if you have to explain something, um, something isn't quite working. Um, but I think I think that that would be smart to do a burlesque. I like that. I will say I do really love her hair and makeup for this, though. Mm. Yeah, I thought the use of the shoe was very innovative, yeah. and, and the hair as well is really really cute. All right, moment of truth: is this a fawn or a flop for you? Oh no, I didn't even think about the fact that I had to be like judging. Like I was like, oh, I get the system. <clears throat> oh, it's so hard <laughs> doing pass fail. Um, Oh, fawn or flop. Oh no, the pressure is on. Um, okay, my hang up is that you have to explain it. Um, mm. So drag is a visual medium. I, I might I might give it a flop just because it I didn't get it when I looked at it. Uh, but you know, on this show, like the the description counts for so much. I don't know. 
I'm a I'm a non-committal yeah. flop. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me it's a light flop because like she always delivers a great story every time, and I love her characters, but like I just didn't visually get it. Similar to you, so like I think it's a light flop for me. I think I'm also gonna have to light flop it. When I first saw it, I did not realize. I, I, I could tell she was a duck in the face, but the rest I didn't quite understand until it was explained. Um, but I do really enjoy this concept. The so, concept's yeah. great. Well done, Hillary, on the characterization. We love you, gal. But it is unfortunately a light flop for me. All right, next to the stage, we have Lily St. Queer, person of the hour. Lily, can you describe this? Sure. Um, so this is a reference to the... Uh, the Pennsylvania Dutch, the uh, Amish community that uh, has a long history in, in Pennsylvania. Um, and yeah, Rumspringa is like a, um, a coming of age where you get to leave the, the Amish community um, and experience the modern world, um, experience, you know, uh, uh, what life is like outside of the community <clears throat> uh, as sort of a test as to like whether you're going to uh, commit to that lifestyle. Um, so, yeah. uh, that was as close as I could get Lily to a barnyard in my head, um, was <laughs> this kind of, uh, girl gone wild, this, this, this young Amish, uh, creature let loose and, <laughs> um, she is a, uh, a whirlwind of disaster, but fun, you know, she's having a good time on her little break. And she yeah. is fun. Do you know any Amish people personally? No, uh, I do not personally. Uh, there are, uh, so in, in Philly, there's a, a Reading Terminal Market, which is like a big, like a farmer's market. Um, and there are, yeah. um, there's a few stands there that are run by by Amish people. So they are part of the Philadelphian experience, but I am not yet personally friends with any of them. Mm. Well, then I think you could probably rest assured that they will never see this look um, <laughs> as long as they don't turn on the So you're seeing it that way. Um, okay, Fawn, what do you think? Um, I love, like, all the little details with this, with, like, the makeup especially, like, the missing eyelash mm-hmm. and, like... <gasps> I did not even realize yeah. that. Oh it's my God. funny. I was, like, you know, they had given me the note uh, with the undersea challenge that it was, like, I was a, a little too glamorous for them to call it camp. Um, and I had been very beautiful all season. So I was like, all right, we can have, we can have this character be bad at makeup. Like, why would she be good at makeup? You know, this is her first time and she's leaning into it. She's going heavy. Um, and you can see in the pictures, like how heavy handed it was and how asymmetrical it was. But then on, on camera, it's like the lights are like so much brighter. And so a lot of it still kind of blended out more than it seemed in person. So when I was first watching the episode, I was like, Lily, you yeah. dumbass. Like it's still it's still so blended. It's still so pretty. What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question. Is the bag that you have the same fabric as your pride look? Oh that's not a bag. That's her panties. Is that the panties? Oh yes. Those are panties. Mm-hmm. Those are the panties from my pride look. That was another like added detail that I thought of in the moment. I was like, oh I should be able to like pull my underwear out and so I grabbed those. Yeah. yeah. Good eye. <laughs> I I'm obsessed with this. Like I I really really like it. I don't know. I they've they said in the critiques that it didn't hold up to the others, and I just really disagree. But they also said they really liked it. I was very confused this week. Same girl. With the Same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this this is a huge fawn for me. Like I, I I really like it. I liked it from the front. I liked it from the back. I like the whole concept. I bet you liked hey. it from the back. I'm just offended I wasn't asked to write Ranger Danger on the app. That's fine. <laughs> I was probably coming on the consent. What about for y'all? Is this a fawn or a flop for you? This is definitely a huge fawn for me. Um, I'm always down for some ass exposed. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. How do you rate yourself? Um, yeah, I give it a fawn. I like... <clears throat> I was nervous about seeing this one on camera because again, like it just, it just didn't get as much time as my other looks. Um, and yeah. so I was like nervous. It just like, wasn't going to be enough or whatever. And I, I did also like, I agreed with what they were trying to get at with their critiques and that like, there were things that could have gone further. 
Um, and I think if I had had more time with it, I, I could have done a whole nother reveal with it or maybe just thought mm -hmm. of some of those details that I added sooner so that I had the more time to like really bake them in. But I still, I'm still really happy with it. I think it's like a smart character. Um, and I, I was like proud of myself for finding a way to make this challenge fit in Lily's world because that's what I was nervous about when I started it. So I give myself a fawn. Good. And you deserve it. I mean, you did such a fabulous job with it. Um, and honestly, like, I understood what they were saying about, oh, it'd be funny if it was six inches shorter. But really, I don't know how that how well something like that would perform on a stage. Like, it's a funny concept and it's funny to explain. But I think that if it's not immediately obvious yeah. what the reveal is, I don't, I don't know. People may just think you're revealing to the same dress, yeah. um, which can be funny. But, um, anyways, huge fun. Congrats to Lily on three fawns this week. Next to the stage, that tractor is sexy. Uh, it's clinical depression. I'm a tractor. <laughs> that that line sent me. It was like my favorite quote from the episode. I'm a tractor. <laughs> How would you describe this look? A uh, genius, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> surprisingly sexual. Like I. Uh -huh. I don't know. Clinic with that with a giant mustache and like the silly chest hairs and the ha like. I was like, why is this working for me? Like, what is wrong with me that this is doing it? Very, very Pixar dad energy. Yes, mm. very that. It's honestly grinder in my hometown. <laughs> um, the I, I will say if there if there's anything for me, I would. Um, I, I personally don't really like props made of cardboard. So I, I, I would like to see it be a, a bit more polished, but also I understand it was the last one that we had um, and props are expensive. So that, that, that's not necessarily taking away from their look for me, but um, I, I would really love to see this maybe at, a, at another level where it looks almost just like a real tractor because it's made of, I don't know, what's that cosplay material that is really shiny? EVA palm? Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. You know, like Star Wars people. Need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that kind of material would look really good with this. Um, but the details are amazing. The EIEO so on the butt. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Yeah. It, they're, they're, so good. they're also kind of like, with how boxy it is, it's like a Minecraft character. Yeah. As well, you know. Um, okay, so flop or fawn? Oh, fawn. Like, such a huge fawn for this one. Loved it. Honestly, I'm going to fetch. <gasps> oh, I forgot I that was fetch? an option. I think I might fetch it too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. work! Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. No. Fetch no. Yeah. I forgot that was an option. Fetch. Yes. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. This is so good. I think I am just going to fall on this one. I like it a lot, but I'm not quite ready to fetch it. Um, but our, I will say that our viewing party definitely fetched this. Yeah. The second that they got on the ground and that the tractor came down and it was so clear what it was, everyone screamed. Like it was like, is everyone yeah. okay? <laughs> and logistically that's not easy to right. do and for it to all say together like yeah that. it was really cool that this episode came right after their seahorse look um because they have mm -hmm. like some things in common but then they're also just like fun different kind of takes on on, on drag king looks yeah. um and like full of surprises like somehow functional and just cool cool stuff they're so smart this is definitely the and i know this one uh, there was like, there was a while where I was like, they would show up in their look backstage and I would be like, fucking fuck, like, fuck you, clinical. What the hell? What the hell? How dare you? But then I remember by this point, I was like, I can't even, I can't even be mad at you anymore. Like, I just, I love them so much. And they're so smart. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Of course you're killing it. Like, do it. Kill it. <laughs> yeah. I will say I really underestimated Clinica at the beginning of all this. Like, the it, there was a day i think the very first day of filming we were all in the cabin showing off our looks and i i remember looking at this one and i was like mm, cardboard i remember that thought went through mm. my head and and now yep. <laughs> look at me yep. eating crow That's um, so congrats clinica they're they're they so phenomenal i i wish i had their yeah mind. okay finally to the stage deja d delatero um, and she described this as a cotton eye Joe look. Um, I know that the 
the coat was made of a picnic blanket, right? Um, but my favorite thing was the tractor on the cornrows yes. of the wig. That was really, really cool. Um, what else? Did, did anything else stick out to y'all from this look? Oh, I think the the tractor was, but it was definitely the selling point. Uh, I thought that was really smart. I like. I give it a lot of points for that. I do wish the rest of the outfit was as smart, or was also kind of like centering around that. Um, it felt like yeah. a, a smart idea on top of some, oh, you know, decent ideas. <laughs> yeah, I, I I felt like it um, it played to a character a lot more for the bottom half rather than than necessarily a concept. Um, I I think that this is the same fabric though as your hanky look, right? Am yeah, I, am yeah. I, right I think there's like a slight difference. I think mine was like the holographic print version of it yeah. um but it is it is absolutely okay. the same fabric yeah yeah well i i enjoy that i enjoyed that look a lot your hanky look that you did um but also i enjoyed this this fabric a lot i think it's really cool um and you know for me from the neck up it's definitely a fawn but i think looking at it holistically especially in comparison to the other concepts that were presented on the stage um for this episode for me it is a flop um in that way what about y'all? I would agree. There are a lot of little details that I do like. Like the sugar bakers pointed out, like trimming that with the red hanky on the hip cutouts. Brilliant. Mm. But like, I think as a whole, it just, I don't know. It, it lacks a little bit of uh, intention is what it almost feels Yeah, like. I like that word for this because I do enjoy it. Um, and yeah, again, like I think that, the tractor bit is like a fawn, um, but overall it's a yeah. bit of a light flop for me. Um, Cause yeah, it just didn't quite all like come to a single focal point. Oh, same. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our talent show overall. What did we think? What was our favorite? Yeah. Uh, Clinico was my favorite, yeah. like by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I liked Clinica's, but honestly, the one that I would want to wear is Aww. yours. Like, I, your, yours is yours is probably my favorite in that way. Um, I mean, you I enjoy it a lot. All of these, any of the runway, like talent shows, it's always been like Lily's is who I would like to see <laughs> myself. Ooh, I like that. Thank you. Of course, of course. Y'all, I need a Kit Kat. So let's take a break. And we're back with Lily St. Queer flopping and flopping and flipping and fawning and frowning. And <laughs> wow, I lost control of that right away. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. It's not easy having a good time. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of a good time, we have just gone through the talent show and now we are in the rec room. Um, yeah, I, I want to hear about what was what did you think of the rec room experience being at camp um, before we even talk about what happened in this episode. Like, what was that? What was that like for you? Did you have to take away any impressions? Cause I thought it was a little different than how I expected. Yeah, it was, it was different. I like, I kind of thought going into it, I would, I was thinking more like I was going to like start like a fake fight with someone and I was going to like mm. kind of have more of like a bit backstage or like I don't know I don't know and then in the moment it was like everything was so exhausting and there was the opportunity to like talk about feelings so like let's talk about feelings and then definitely yeah. like the the back half of this season it was clear like <laughs> Lily had not talked to her therapist in like two weeks and she's feeling her feelings <laughs> and they're gonna be everywhere and we're gonna talk about them so let's talk about some and I was like especially the last two episodes I was like Jesus Christ like I am just going in about my fucking feelings right now <laughs> I blame myself because in the first several episodes you were pulling me through when I was so freaking stressed out um so <laughs> I think that um, I was who was keeping you from that therapy session. <laughs> had to talk about in therapy after. Um, I For me, the thing about the rec room, and I don't think I've said this on the podcast before. Do you remember how they had us wait outside of the room? Like we were all ready. And it was like for the longest time. And I, 
I don't know why. Like, I, I, I figure that they're just t- testing the audio, making sure things are good. And it probably was only like five minutes, but it felt like a freaking hour every time because I was like, I just want to get that drink and sit down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> TV is a, it's a lot of waiting. It's a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, and anything that you think might have taken a few minutes probably took like two hours of waiting. Oh, amen. Um, well, what stood out to y'all from this week's rec room? Gosh. I think we all seemed tired. <laughs> we yeah. all definitely seemed tired this episode. It was it was wearing on us. And I think we were all like the the judging sometimes felt really chaotic and surprising just because like we didn't we didn't get to see them deliberate. Sometimes right. we would get some of their notes, but we never got like their full, full opinion. Um, oh, yeah. And so there were there were often just surprises in that. And it was clear that like their thinking process, their opinions didn't specifically line up with anyone in the cast. Like everyone would be like, oh, I think this person's going to win. I think that person's going to go and they would just be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so by like this point, I think we had fully accepted that there was no way of knowing what was going to happen. And our fate was just fully in someone else's hands. And that is that was the deal. So that's so, so true. Especially when like you spend time not being in the, in the top or in the bottom, you know, I had two episodes back to back where I was safe. And I remember thinking on the pride episode that I was like, Oh, they must've really hated my look. And I don't know why I felt that way. Um, but I, I just remember like what, whatever it was, the negative thoughts I was having, I was like, that must be what they're thinking. Um, and it's, it's so difficult when you don't have any kind of, affirmation or validation on what you're doing right or what you need to improve on. Um, So I can definitely imagine what that was like, especially for you when, you know, you have managed to be safe in most of those episodes, except for the one prior to this one. Right. Um, So that that's, which is an accomplishment to be able to make it that far. Oh yeah. And it it definitely felt like, um, like I, I felt like I was doing, um, like I was doing well, but I wasn't like quite hitting a, a specific mark and I couldn't figure out like, and again, like it, it's not like I could change anything once I was there. I brought the looks that I brought. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, like you were to your point, like it, when you're safe, you it's like, yeah, you did good. Um, do better somehow. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've already mentioned that from this rec room, you know, Clinica saying, well, how fast can they learn? Yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was the standout. I loved getting to learn about Deja's cow as well. That um, was such a cute moment. Was it really like that when you were there? Like, did you get to witness any of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, it was like Deja was just like kind of staring at this cow. Um, and then we were <laughs> talking about it. It's like, yeah, I shall name you Deja cow. And they were like, oh, do you? Do you do you want the cow's name to be? It doesn't have a name tag yet because some of them they would they would clip a little a little name tag, um, and some of them like uh, some of the cows that we were like I don't think the ones that we fed but some of the ones we met and were just like looking at had been born like the day before we were there. Um, they they are just like born and they're just like chill. <laughs> um, Wait, so you, yeah, you fed cows that were born like the day, not the ones we fed. But there were other there were other baby cows that we shot scenes next to or um, that we just like were like hanging out with. They were in little pens, um, and some of them had been born like the day before or like two days before. They were like very very fresh to this world, um, and so not all of them had been named yet. And yeah, Deja just like locked eyes and like, well, do you want this cow to be Deja? Like, and they wrote it on a little thing and they clipped it on, and that was Deja cow. That is so cute. Yeah. It was really cute. They, I want them to name a, a cow after fawn. So it's just incredibly oh. confusing. Yeah. <laughs> a little identity crisis. <laughs> I, I also enjoyed the Hillary versus Clinica Kaiju battle. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was great. And they posted a, a, a picture on Instagram of, of a Photoshop of them, like destroying the city. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I love it. That's, that, that's such a memeable moment. I want more right. of them from the season. Mm. Um, Okay, and so since we are at Flapping and Fawning, we're both non-binary, Fawn and I are, um, I really wanted to discuss the question that they asked Clinica about if you were to win Camp Wanakiki, would you be the king or the queen of camp? 
Like, what, what did y'all think of this? this? This I've never seen something like this been done before on any kind of show. So what what, what was this moment like for y'all? Um, I thought it was really cool that they were um, sort of starting a conversation about like, hmm, how do we like what title would you prefer? Uh, I will be real in the moment. I like. Um, I think I held my face, but like internally I was like, my jaw was a little, I was a little gooped. Um, yeah. It did feel uncomfortable to be like, Hey, we acknowledge that you are non-binary. Please select from a binary of options. Mm. Um, that I was like, Oh, I feel like you could have posed this question a little more tactfully, but Clinica handled it amazingly. They didn't seem yeah. phased by it. Um, so again, I think it was just smart to kind of let them speak to it and let them put their own words to it. Really. I agree. And, and that's a good point. I, I honestly didn't even think about the fact that they presented it as such a binary. Um, but yeah, it, that was kind of phrased in a way that was, that, that wasn't a binary way. Um, so yeah, Clinica did a fabulous job. So, you know, I, I've told everyone that I know, and I hope it's okay for us to say, like, we don't know who won the season, right? Like, we, we saw alternate endings filmed for all three of our top three. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, Lily and I know what was said for Clinica when, you know, they filmed their ending. Um, but I'm curious, Fawn, what would you want to be crowned if you were to be crowned the winner of a TV show and not be the queen or the king. I have no idea. And I haven't really put that much thought into it because honestly, like them addressing it with Lily, not Lily, you're Lily. <laughs> it's the, the impersonation challenge all over again. Um, oh God. Yes. <laughs> um, it wasn't re- like, I didn't even really think about it as a non-binary entertainer myself, like until they brought it up with Clinica of like, what would you want to like, what do you call that person in that situation? And I don't even know what I would want to be called because mm. like we're so used to the binary king and queen. And it's just like, I also kind of wish, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. Um, no matter what they do, like whatever they decide, what Clinica decides, I feel like could be a good, gender neutral term to go forward with like for future seasons in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it like, it speaks to um, the, the, the ways in which drag is evolving. Um, And I'm actually curious, do you, now that we're getting into this, like, do you both consider yourself drag Queens or like, is that something that you are like comfortable living in? Like that your characters are Queens or do you consider your characters to also be nine non-binary for me, Fawn is she, they. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been leaning more and more towards the non-binary and the androgyny of things as I've progressed. And like, the more I've gotten comfortable with non-binary out of drag, the more I've gotten comfortable with it in drag. That makes sense, yeah. I think for me, I'm I'm a drag queen. Like I always wanted to be a drag queen. Um, I'm a non-binary person, but when I do drag, it's almost always femme. I mean, the only time that I have done a non-binary look was for the Pride episode, mm. and that I, that I think that one served a very specific purpose for me. It was like, well, I want to show this part of my identity, and in some ways, I almost don't even consider that look to be flapjack. You know, it's more of like just like a gender euphoric thing for Clay. Um, That's cool. It's yeah, it, that that one was one I was like, I'm gonna do this one for me. Um, so yeah, I consider myself to be a drag queen, but I'm not a, I'm not scared to branch out a little bit. I just I don't know. I really like I really like being a drag queen <laughs> when I present um, for entertainment purposes. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what about you? Do you identify as a drag queen? Yeah, I would consider, yeah, I still feel comfortable calling Lily a drag queen, calling myself a drag queen. Um, I do think that, like, Lily has gotten a little more gender genderful over the past couple of years, especially, like, putting this package together. That was something I wanted to push and explore more. Um, yeah. I, I, I just, like, for me, I kind of, after a while, I got a little bit bored of um, just, like, high femme um, kind of looks. Um, 
not not as a whole, but just like for what I was doing. Um, there's still a lot of um, high femme drag that I that I love for other people. Um, but yeah, I still feel like Lily is predominantly feminine and just in a, a, a kind of genderful expression ex- perspective on that. Um, and for myself, so like, I don't, um, I don't have a lot of like strong labels for my gender. I, at a certain point it was like, um, I just, I don't need to like, I don't know, pin it down too hard. I appreciate masculinity and femininity. They both kind of come in waves. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of, um, like I said in the beginning, like I feel comfortable with all pronouns. None of them feel wrong to me. Sir feels right. fine. Ma'am feels fine. Like there's like, a, you know, you talk to different people that are triggered by different um, gender terms and things. And there's none that really hit me wrong. Um, although one time someone like a, a drug dealer in my corner was like, you good big guy. And I was like, I'm, I'm definitely not a big guy. Like <laughs> that one felt wrong. <laughs> but uh, otherwise I just kind of keep it loosey goosey, you know, but, yeah, but Lily's a queen as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we get to the judging results and we find out that Clinica has won this week's challenge and they won $500. Congrats to Clinica. So they get to go on to the finale um, we also find out that Hillary and Deja received votes to move on to the finale. And unfortunately, it's our dear special guest, Lily St. Pierre, who takes the hike. So, Lily, what was this experience like for you? How did you feel about your exit? I want to know it all. Uh, um, it was like a ton of feelings at once. I had had, had the the time backstage to like process. And I was like fully like, you know, um, it had, it was pretty clear by the responses that Clinica and Hillary were, were going on to the finale, I thought, and that it was going right. to come down to me or Deja. And we talked about it backstage and we were fully like, if it's you, it's you. If it's me, it's me. Happy to lose to you. Like, you know, happy to be that we were like kind of fighting each other for, for um, that, that last spot in the finale um and happy for the other person you know um and i actually like watching it now i I was very anxious to watch it It, it, there was something just a little bit scary about watching an episode knowing that like you lose this (laughs) you get eliminated you are going to in a sense fail. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that gave me anxiety but then i was watching it i was like it was such a fun episode um it it really like reminded me like how well i felt like i was featured throughout the season how much work i got to show and i got that sounds weird but like i i was glad i got an elimination i think that like in a certain sense fourth is kind of better than third in a, in a way um because like yeah. i got to take a hike which is like a whole little send off um i got to you know look in the camera and say my silly line i got to do that cartwheel which led to the only yes! monkey face edit of the season, which I was so proud of myself for. So like I screamed when that happened because uh, I really wasn't sure if they were going to show, like, you know, I showed my butt twice. I wasn't sure if they were going to just like show the whole thing, or if there was going to be a little monkey face over it or what. Yeah. Uh, and then that happened and I was like, ah, oh, like the perfect moment for it. It didn't block any of my looks, but I still got to be the only person who got that little monkey face over their, over their crotch. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to have a little moment out of drag and like, it just felt very, um, it felt like a really nice little send off. It felt like a very, like I had a nice little narrative arc and, um, getting to like say goodbye was a, was a nice little like way to cap that off. So I ended up being really happy with it. Yeah. Well, good. I, I think you had such a, an amazing and phenomenal run this whole season. Like I, I remember that very first day. And when you had your pianist look, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Lily, Lily showed up, you know, like that, that was amazing. I, I'm, I'm so proud of you and everything you got to show. It's like been an honor getting to compete in this season with you. Um, and I, the song you sang as you exited, that was the song Clinica made at the impersonation challenge, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah, I was like racking my brain for like, what do I say? What do I say? And I was like, wait, Clinica already wrote this for me. <laughs> I don't even have to write anything. It's right there, you know? 
<laughs> yes. Oh my god. Um, well, Fawn, what did you think about Lily's exit and hike? I mean, it was. I mean, I was sad to see you go. Obviously, I mean, you are the person that I relate the most to of the season. So it was a tough to happen, but I feel like you did it so good. Like, <laughs> if you're gonna exit, make a good exit. Yep. <laughs> and. Also, when you were, like, taking the hike, talking to Rain, saying about, like, um, and Ranger Danger's mine. Well, I'm good at sharing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, and also the stop staring at my butt. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It all comes from a place of truth, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lily, where can our listeners... Uh, follow you on social media um so i predominantly use instagram uh my instagram is at lily saint queer that's l-i-l-i-s-t queer um you can follow me there and um i have a recurring one woman show in philadelphia called cabaret sauvignon you can check out um i have another recurring cabaret called glittering garbage um we were philly magazine's 2019 best cabaret act in philadelphia uh, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, those are like my two recurring shows. And then otherwise I kind of bop around mostly in Philly, um, do a little bit of traveling, but yeah, follow me on Instagram. See where I'm at. Awesome. Well, is there anything that would be, we would be remiss if we did not talk about it for this week's episode of Camp Wanakiki? Hmm. Nothing that I can legally disclose. I know, right? <laughs> I want to do Huge! I, I would really love it if we got to do some kind of reunion or something. It would be so fun. Uh, that would be amazing. Season. Um, I don't know. I'm excited if that does work out. Um, okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Flapping and Fawning. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at flap and fawn pod oh and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch you can also connect with us via gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com see you next time bye Ta-ta.